0: Alright, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Start of Something New, a DCOM podcast. I'm your host Jake, and with me as always is my co-host, who doesn't care if you ski or snowboard. Kate! And this is the podcast in which we review every single Disney Channel original movie in chronological order, all the way from Under Wraps to Christmas Again. Now this is episode 9 in which we are going to discuss the 1999 Disney Channel original movie, Johnny Tsunami. But... Before we get into that, Kate, how have you been since our last recording? It's a new year.
1: Yes, it is a new year, Jake. Happy New Year and Happy New Year um, to all of our listeners. I am doing pretty well. I am still on winter break from school, and my job is tied uh, to my my school. I'm a graduate assistant at a university, so I have been on break for quite some time, and I am continuing... My school gave up spring break because of the pandemic, which is, I have my feelings about that, but I am on break until the 19th, so I am just enjoying not having a lot of responsibilities. How have you been?
0: I have been pretty good. Um, you know, we finished our semester, too. Um, we've been on winter break, though our semester, next one starts up on Monday, so I have that to look forward to. All online, though, so I don't have to, you know, go anywhere, I just, the, stay home and sit in front of a computer and pretend that I'm listening during Zoom meetings.
1: Nice, honestly, I, I, I definitely understand that. What classes are you taking this upcoming semester?
0: Okay, so um, it's my now second semester at my art school. So I'm taking um, Intro to 3D. So I'm gonna learn how to make some very basic generic 3D models, that will be really fun. Um, history of Illustration, to, get to learn about illustration from like I believe this the um, Revolutionary War till now, and then I'm taking a sound design class, which I hear is just really fun because you just get to learn how to make sound effects.
1: Oh, that's really cool! No, this all sounds a lot of fun. I'm excited to see what you think of your semester and if you think this one, like how this one compares to your first semester.
0: Yeah, yeah. definitely. I am very excited for some, um, the second semester. You know, I've officially got through my first one. I'm now you know, knee-deep in the water at the school, and I'm excited to start.
1: I'm super excited for you. I th- I think that you'll do great. All right, so, um, Jake, what did you think of Johnny Tsunami?
0: Yes, Johnny Tsunami. Well, before we get into the, our thoughts, Kate, let's get into some background on this movie.
1: Ooh, I'm excited to hear about it.
0: All right, so Johnny Tsunami is a 1999 Disney Channel original movie, and... It was released in July. It was released on July 24th, 1999. It is the ninth DCOM. So close, so close to hitting the double digits.
1: Oh my gosh, we're so close. I'm really excited that we're like... I can't believe we've watched nine DCOMs already. That's crazy. Plus the really?
0: Christmas special. Yes, plus the Christmas special, which was super fun to do too. Um, so this movie was directed by Steve Boyum. Um... It just says here on Wikipedia, he's a longtime he's a longtime Hollywood television film director, but he's also a stunt performer, so that's pretty cool.
1: Oh, that's neat.
0: Yes. And as far as DCOMs go, this is the first one he directed, but he did direct a few more. He also did Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire, Stepsister from Planet Weird, and Motocross. Motocross was his last one, and that was in 2001. Um, and for those of you who probably know or don't know, this movie actually has a sequel which is a really interesting case because the sequel wasn't released till 2007 but he didn't do that
1: yeah i thought that was really interesting because it's so like we were talking about before we got on the call the kids that watched this movie when they were eight years old would have been 16 by the time the sequel was released so it's really a whole nother generation of kids later um which is super super interesting to think about and it makes you wonder why they did it that way. I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll talk about it more when we when we get to the sequel. But I don't know if you have any more thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure why they waited so long to do one. Especially because, like, here this movie really didn't need a sequel. You know, it kind of just was a nice little one-shot movie. It had a nice mm-hmm. story that wrapped all up in the end. So the fact that they made a sequel, let alone one, like, so many years later it's so interesting and like I said the director of this one did not come back for the sequel someone else took over so yeah I think it's going to be interesting when we finally get there because we'll be like right this movie's the first one came out in like 99
1: yeah that'll be really weird to, because that will be several god that could be end up being like over a year later after this review that we'll get to that one so that's that's weird because that'll be after high School Musical
0: weird yeah be in the post high school musical world which really a lot of people like to joke that post high school musical any free decom basically is just trying to recreate high school musical but i feel like the sequel to this one really isn't
1: yeah i feel like it's very very different like i can see that argument with camp rock and and maybe um the the second and was it just the third Cheetah Girls movie that came out after After High School Musical? I'm not sure, but with like those films, I guess I can kind of see it, but yeah, not with this. I don't think, to my knowledge, that it will be anything like High School Musical.
0: No, and we'll get we'll we'll learn more about what it's like when we get there. But yeah, that's directors. Um, yeah, Steve Boyum. We'll see him a few more times on this journey. Um, as far as cast goes, we have. Brandon Baker as Johnny. Now, this is something we got to point out right away. Um, the movie's called Johnny Tsunami, but the main kid technically isn't Johnny Tsunami.
1: Yeah, Johnny Tsunami's the grandpa, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, we have Brandon Baker as Johnny Kapahala. That's our main character. Um, we have, okay, there's a few names on this I know I'm going to butcher. I'm so sorry. We have Yuji Okamoto as Pete. That's Johnny's dad. We have Mary Page Keller as Melanie, which is Johnny's mom. We have um, Lee Thompson Young, the late Lee Thompson Young, rest in peace, um, as Sam. Um, for those of you who don't know, Lee Thompson Young was actually the main character of the famous Jet Jackson show. And fun fact, Kate, there's actually a Jet Jackson decom.
1: Oh, really? I did not know that.
0: Yeah, I believe it's actually the first decom to be... You know, uh, the movie uh, connected to one of a Disney Channel show.
1: Huh. That's cool. I can't wait to check it out. I'm on his Wikipedia page right now, and it's just so sad that he passed away, though.
0: Yeah, it's super sad. But, yeah, that was the Jet the Jackson decom, the first tied into a show decom. Because, you know, later on we get, like um, – we get like the good luck Charlie decom, we get the Wizards of Wave replaced decom, we get all that. But yeah, Jet Jackson's the first one who did that.
1: Huh. Cool.
0: But, yeah, so we got him as Sam. He's the kid. Johnny Befriends. We have Kirsten's Kirsten Storms as Emily. Uh Kate, do you remember who Kirsten Storms is?
1: She is incompossible, right?
0: Yes, but she's also Xenon.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Duh. Wait, she's. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, of course she is. My God. I just like I just clicked for me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Duh. That's wild. Yeah. Okay. this That changed my whole view of this movie.
0: I think you were caught off guard because she wasn't dressed like the 21st century in this movie.
1: Yeah, that's true. She was dressed very normally.
0: Yeah, so she's in this. So this is our first real major um, case of Disney Channel reusing an actor, a very famous one. In that case, well, Disney Channel famous.
1: Yeah, that's wild. I I just had no idea that she was in it.
0: Yep. So she's here. We got Zachary Bostrom as Brett. He's the he's the antagonist of this film. I'll call him that. He's really just you know the the re- required bully of the movie.
1: Yeah. Still that very, like, 90s-esque, like, the bully has to be extremely, um. how how do you word this? Like, very, he, he likes to incite, I don't know if I want to say violence, but kind of get into trouble.
0: Yeah, he's like, he, he starts stuff, basically. Yeah,
1: he starts stuff.
0: Yeah, and then finally, as far as like the most important characters in this cast goes, we have once again. I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher this name. Kari Hiroyuki Tagawa as the the main as the title Johnny Tsunami. That's Johnny Kabahala's grandfather and the person this movie's actually titled after. Which again,
1: strange little twist that you don't expect.
0: Yeah, it really is. But anyway, so now that we've got director and cast out of the way, Kate, what's your background with Johnny Tsunami? Do you have any?
1: I don't really have any. I can't remember seeing this on TV. It's possible that I did. Um, I was pretty much going into this uh, movie with a clean slate. However, I am a skier in real life, not competitively. I've I've never been competitive, but I've skied recreationally since I was seven years old. So I did have, like, that kind of personal background. But as far as actually with the movie, I was going in with a pretty clean slate. How about you, Jake?
0: So I'm going to be real. I don't think I've ever seen this movie. I have seen the sequel um, because, like we discussed, um, the sequel basically came out during our Disney Channel generation. Um, I knew of the first movie, but I've never actually seen it until now. Now seeing it, um, like you said, you have actually done skiing and um, sports. I have not. Um, I just think it's a fun little, it's a fun movie. It gives me a lot of Brink vibes, you know, it's just a sport movie. There's like a good, the good side and the bad side when it comes to the sport. It's just, it just feels like this is really what Disney's um, big decom thing was in the nineties was, you know, sports.
1: Yeah, it really was. I mean, when you look at um, Brink, and some of the other deta decoms we've watched too it just it really that was the thing
0: was sports, yeah, and we got a plenty more sports decoms to look forward to, but yeah, so that's my history with this movie. I've seen the sequel I've seen the sequel multiple times, but I have never seen the original till now
1: yeah i that's interesting that you've seen the sequel but not the original,
0: yeah. So now that we've got our history width out of the way, let's dive right into this movie. So we open this movie up on Hawaii. You know, it's warm, it's tropical, the very opposite of where we are right now. Yeah. Oh wait, the opposite of where I am right now. Yes. Right, um, right. Fun fact, fun fact, listeners. Me and Kate are in different states recording this right now.
1: We are, we are. I'm in Florida. Um, my family is incredibly COVID conscious, but my parents own a snowbird condo. So we made the 20 hour car ride to spend some time at their snowbird condo, which it has been fun. Honestly, it's just nice to walk in a area that's not incredibly cold and gross outside and just do some outdoor activities. So it's a, I guess it's a little bit more like Hawaii, but I mean, nothing can beat Hawaii. Let's be real.
0: No, um, my parents, actually, before I was born, they went on a vacation to Hawaii, and they still have photos of of it hanging around the house. And I'm like, I want to go there.
1: You got to go sometime, Jake. The flights right now with the pandemic are actually incredibly cheap. I was looking at them last night as I watched this movie. I was like, oh, I want to go back. But anyway.
0: You're enticed by this movie to go to Hawaii. I
1: am. I I am
0: yeah, we're in Hawaii, you know, it's tropical, we got the beach, we got um, a man surfing on the waves, we learn eventually that is Johnny Tsunami, the grandfather, that's, that's gonna throw me off this whole episode, I'm gonna be like, no, Johnny Tsunami's the grandfather, Johnny Kapahala is our main character, but the movie's named after the grandfather for some reason.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was an interesting dynamic.
0: It was, but anyway, so yeah, he's surfing... And um, then we cut to Johnny Kabahala and his two friends. You know, they're hanging out by, um, on the patio on the deck or whatever. They're eating pineapple. It's a nice time. They're looking through this old scrapbook of basically just all of um, Johnny Tsunami's accomplishments. Because we learn he's like a very famous surfer. You know, he's like one of the best. He's a pro. Um, we also learned that um, I think partly why he got his nickname is because he actually saved some people from a plane crash
1: yes i think so
0: Mostly that and then mostly also just you know that he's a great surfer and then you know then we officially meet johnny tsunami he comes out of the water to talk to johnny kapahala and his friends and can um kate sidebar real quick did you find the grandfather attractive at all i
1: i didn't think about that until you said something but i can see it now that you say something
0: i mean like he did not seem like he was that old you You know he seemed
1: I thought it was weird that he wasn't the dad at first.
0: Yeah. Um also one of my first my first note here is ah yes, diversity because this is also technically our first decom with with a non white lead.
1: Thank goodness, honestly.
0: Yeah, every other one up until now has been a um a white a white kid. But now we got we got some diversity in this movie. So, um yeah, Johnny Tsunami basically tells the boys about um how he, you know, saves those people from a plane crash. And he talks about the um what, the tsunami medal, yes. Um, which is also partly why he got his nickname, which is basically given to like the best surfer in this competition. And he won that. So he, that's another reason why he has his nickname. It's a whole thing. So then we cut to a surfing contest that Johnny Capahla has entered. You know, he's he's trying to live up to the family name, you know, get the be a um pro surfer. And then we see his grandfather walking down the beach with this woman who was revealed to be his mom. But once again, we are surprised to know that that's not his dad. Johnny Tsunami is not his dad. That is his grandfather. Um, which at first you could have fooled me once again because they have him walking down the beach with the mom. So it's like, oh, so that is his dad.
1: Yeah, I, I would have guessed the same
0: thing. But no, it's grandpa because they're <laughs> there to watch. Walk- johnny compete in the surfing contest they meet up with his friends yeah he's got like 20 seconds left to get um as much points as he can to get to the next round um he find he gets one last you know killer wave in and does it he may he moves on he meets back up with everyone on the beach they're all celebrating and this is our first inclination that this decom has another really (laughs) dad because he asked where's dad? And his mom basically says, well, he got caught up at work so he wasn't able to make it. And I'm just like, what is it with these DCOMs and not having great dads?
1: I know, I think there's a theme in Disney Works in general and not just decom stab, either, like, an absent parent or just a single parent. And I think there was a reason for that kind of going back, but I can't remember what it is.
0: Yeah, I don't know either, but um, so then we cut back to the house. Johnny is home. We see his dad um, working on a 90s computer because it's uh, – that's another thing 90s DCOMs really love shoving in our faces was 90s computers.
1: Yeah, I, and I. it's so funny. Every time I see a computer in a DCOM like that we've had thus far – because they just, they bring me back, honestly, to when I was a kid. Like, those were the kind of computers we had. I mean, we grew up, I mean, I was only, like, two when this came out. um But I just remember growing up and seeing block, like, those block computers are what we had in our computer lab and everything. So, it, I don't know, it brought me back.
0: Yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, those are what computers used to look like. And I remember, yeah, the computer labs at school. And did you have a class basically dedicated to teaching you how to use one?
1: Yes, we had like a media class in elementary school a couple times a week. And then again, in seventh grade, when the computers, I think were a little more updated, but I really can't remember, honestly. Um, We had a computer class that was just like a computer class. But how about you?
0: Yeah, I think we had that too, you know, it was just, you know, here's a computer, you're going to learn how to, like, type and stuff, and I just remember all the fun games you could play to learn how to, like, type and do math and stuff, it was really fun. Do you remember it's Jumpstart?
1: Not... I do remember Jumpstart, super vaguely, though, super vaguely, but it's in there, it's in my memory.
0: Yeah, I to say, I feel like that's the one I did the most, I just really liked playing Jumpstart, I'm like, yes, I want to get on the computer so I can do this.
1: Oh sorry, I have the hiccups, so if like I'm kind of like coming in, in and out, I don't want the listeners to get distracted by my horrible hiccups right now. Um but yes, oh my god, those were the days.
0: Yeah. Um now that's not the point of the movie. We already did Smart House, but yeah. Um Johnny comes home his dad's on the computer working, which it seems so wild that apparently he was caught up he was too busy working to like uh, Kind of the competition because like apparently he works from home it's like could you have just like waited a few more like waited an hour or so to see your son
1: honestly though like spells out spells out how supportive of a parent he is from the get go
0: and we learned just how supportive he is cuz Johnny does something nice and like takes interest in what his father does he's like oh are you working on the um, i don't even remember what it's called like the net something and his dad's like, yeah, let me show you. And then he basically googles how much do professional surfers make. He's like, you think they make a little more than that? And it's like, wow, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It, like, so, so sorry again, hiccups. Um, but it was a, this father figure is just so t- discouraging from the get-go. I mean, this kid is what, all of maybe 13 years old, and the father's just. Like, yeah, you're going to make upwards of 30, 40 grand a year, so just don't do it, ever. Like, don't tr- try to make a career out of this, even though it's, like, what you love most in life. And it's just, it's really sad, honestly. Um, but it does kind of set a precedent for the character.
0: Yes, yeah, so basically, this is how we live in that. Johnny loves surfing just like his grandfather, but his dad, who, it, it's very, it's made very obvious, has his own complicated relationship with his father- does not like he doesn't like that Johnny likes to surf he's like no you know maybe you should think about you know what you're gonna do when you have a family of your own and you know what are you gonna do to support them which by the way that's such a terrible argument to give to a 13 year old because like he's 13 he's not having a family anytime soon
1: yeah honestly it's not like he has to make his life decisions at 13 my goodness
0: <laughs> it's already bad enough that people basically make us make life decisions when we're in uh, freshman year of high school
1: Yeah, honestly, like you can wait at least a few. Oh, sorry, a few more years. But yeah, I I don't know. It's that's. I don't know. I don't like I don't like parents like that. It just I was always like my family was always incredibly supportive of, you know, whatever I wanted to do in life. And there was definitely no pressure to decide that when I was 13.
0: Yeah, no, it's like what I, mean, I don't know. It's also the nineties. Maybe it was a different time. I don't know. Yeah,
1: who knows? We were infants.
0: We were anyway. So, um, oh, I do want to point out that once again, Johnny does have both parents alive. So that is, <clears throat> you know, point in favor of this movie.
1: I'm sorry, my my hiccup was doing a weird thing. What did you say?
0: As I said, but I do want to point out Johnny does have both parents alive. So you know.
1: Oh yeah, that is that is at least you know i guess a good thing yeah yeah one
0: in well, this movie
1: a mom and a dad in this movie even though the dad definitely has a struggling relationship with his son
0: yeah, yes um But anyway so basically mom comforts him she's like well you know i'm proud of how you did today you know you're really good at surfing it's what you love to do so then he goes upstairs and the mom and dad have a talk, and the mom basically says, So, you haven't told them yet, have you? And the dad goes, No, not yet. And so, then the next day, Johnny wakes up, he goes downstairs, he's about to go to, you know, hit the beach, you know, surf some waves, when his parents basically drop on him that they're moving to Vermont in a week.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was like, like Okay, you guys waited a little, like, ways to tell him. Can you imagine how freaked out you would be if you were 13? your parents were like, yeah, we're up and moving across the country in a week.
0: (laughs) Like, literally moving across the country. They're going from the farthest west coast you could be to the east.
1: Yeah, like, (laughs) from Hawaii (laughs) to Vermont. Like, come on, man.
0: And you have a week to basically pack up your life and say goodbye to everything. And I'm like, you should have at least given him, like, a month notice at the least.
1: Yeah, really, though.
0: Yeah, they're moving to Vermont because the dad's job, he got, like, a job installing, like, the um, computer system at this prep school in Vermont, which is so wild to think. Like, they hired a guy from Hawaii to do it. But, yeah, I,
1: you got to set up the plot premise somehow.
0: It really, yeah, you do. But um, I also wrote in my notes, man, it really sucks knowing that we lose the island setting and surfing of this movie. Like, from the post sure you know he's gonna snowboard at some point but I, I i just felt like maybe we should have been in hawaii a bit longer i don't know
1: yeah no i completely agree
0: yeah so um he's got a week to pack up his whole life and say goodbye to everyone but then we cut to the beach he's at the beach with his grandfather he's basically like oh i don't know grandpa i really don't want to move halfway across the country his grandfather basically says well you know what i know you 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 find the good in any situation he's just like i don't know if, i just don't know if i can find the good in this but then all of a sudden his parents roll up in the car and they say johnny hurry up we're gonna miss the plane so we just fast forwarded a whole week
1: yeah yeah they don't really cover that week at all they're just like okay well we were good we're gonna move to vermont okay we're moving to vermont
0: like literally like they gotta get on the plane and so he says goodbye to his grandfather it's really heartfelt um they drive to the airport, and on the way there, his parents are like, "Don't you want to like put on something warm? It might be kind of cold in Vermont." And he goes, "No, I'll be fine." Smash cut to them getting off the plane in the middle of a blizzard, basically.
1: Yeah, because it has to be the dead opposite of Hawaii.
0: But I'm like, what month did they move in then? Are they in are they in January? Because Vermont's not snowy all the year, is it?
1: Right. I guess you would assume. Th- That it would have to be, um, yeah, in the winter at some point. Maybe after winter break kind of thing. I don't know.
0: Because, like, Vermont's not snowy all the time. You know, it's it's like where we live. It's, like, snowy most of the time. But then, you know, once spring does eventually hit, it gets warm. And summer, it gets real warm.
1: Yeah, it does get warm, but... Yeah, I don't. I I guess they just wanted to make it as opposite as possible.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But anyway, they arrive in Vermont. They're in they're in their new house. Um. Oh, immediately Johnny wants to call his grandfather to tell them they made it safely. And what does the dad do? He says, "Well, you know, I'm sure he knows we're here. And you know, now that we're here, we can look at what's ahead and not what we left behind in Hawaii." And I'm like, "What the heck, dude?" Yeah,
1: he's he gets on. Johnny right away I'm like they just moved give the kid a
0: break yeah and I also wrote down it's so weird because like um it's also revealed that Johnny is going to attend the prep school and I'm like it's kind of weird because it's not like his dad's a teacher there or anything if anything he's basically just the IT guy
1: yeah I don't know but apparently that he gets it at what I assume would be a great rate or something it's a very evident that it's like an Ivy League prep school um and it kind of drives me nuts to be honest because all the kids wear like uniforms and I don't know it just seems super formal and I'm sure there's schools out that out there like that that are awesome like don't get me wrong I'm sure there are plenty of amazing schools like that (laughs) It's just a little, I don't want to say, I guess it drove me nuts. I guess that was, that was the wrong choice of words because I'm sure there are great, great schools out there. I guess it just seems a little bit weird for me because I grew up like in the public school system and I taught in the public school system um, as a student teacher. I ended up just getting my master's after or I'm currently earning my master's in, in lieu of um, going into the teaching profession out of my bachelor's. But I've taught in the public school system, you know, and I've been a student in the public school system and that's what I grew up with.
0: Anyway, very different vibes. Oh yeah, no, he rolls up. You know, it looks like it honestly, almost looks like a college, let alone a, like a high school. But yeah, it's a private, it's a private school. Everyone wears uniforms except, I guess, his didn't arrive yet because he shows up on the first day wearing normal clothes. Um, he gets to his first class, which is American history. Um, this is where we meet Xenon. I'm gonna call her Xenon because I don't remember her character's name in this. Emily, She's there. Yeah, and I'm going to call her Xenon because that's Kristen Storms.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We meet
0: Xenon. he sits sits down, and in in lieu of every other fish-out-of-water story, he immediately starts getting, you know, picked on by the resident bully of the school. And when we met this guy, I immediately went, okay, so this kid's probably racist.
1: That's very true.
0: Especially given our um, protagonist not being white. So it's very easy to come to that assumption because this kid immediately starts picking on him. Um, um, but yeah, the teacher has Johnny introduce himself. He's like, yeah, I'm Johnny Kapahala. I'm from Hawaii. And the kid's like, oh, you mean where they wear lame clothes all the time? And I'm like, oh, sick burn, my man.
1: Yeah, really, though. Okay. So teacher,
0: yeah. So the teacher basically goes well, then, Brett, which even his name is just, like, stereotypical bully name, Brett.
1: It really is. I mean, no offense to any Bretts out there. I'm sure you're great people, but it does kind of sound like it a little a little bit.
0: Yeah. So, basically, the teacher goes, well, then, Brett, can you name anything about Hawaii? And he's like, Ugh. and then Xenon um, goes, well, I can name all the Hawaiian islands. And this, I guess, is what immediately gets Johnny's attention, because I guess there's supposed to be love interest, because, of course, it's a 90s decon, we have to have a heterosexual love story.
1: Of course we do. Uh,
0: even if it's, like, so little of a, of the plot, because this, this romance is, like, it's not even like a B plot, it's like a C plot. It
1: really is. It really, really is. And it's, it just, it feels out of place a bit, but you know what whatever, it had to be included because it's a Disney decom
0: in the nineties. Truly. Anyway, so school goes on like normal. Um, Johnny gets his locker, I guess he puts he brought like a surf magazine with him. So Brett and his also required Disney Channel bully sidekick who does not get a name, razz him and they're like, Oh, it's like so it's like this is what Hawaii's like they act like Hawaii is another country basically.
1: Yeah. Which is a little bit strange, but, I I mean, okay. I mean, yeah, I guess it technically used to be another country, but, like, I don't know. It was weird. Their reaction to Hawaii was weird. I mean, honestly, they were probably just jealous, and who wouldn't be jealous of living in Hawaii? Like, let's be honest.
0: (laughs) I mean, true. And, yes, you're right. Hawaii did used to be a separate country. Thanks, colonization. You really helped us out there, huh? Yeah, really. Yeah. Anyway, so he gets rasped a little bit more. We go to lunch. Um, The lunch lady asks if he wants pineapple or peaches. And he says, pineapple, please. And he gets um, canned pineapple, which looked disgusting. I'm like, what canned pineapple is that? Because I've never seen any canned pineapple look that gross. Yeah, it looks horrible. Yeah, because, like, yeah, like I said, I've had canned pineapple before. It don't look that bad. Most, like, um, because I used to work at a grocery store. So I put the pineapple on the shelf and I'd be like, this stuff doesn't look bad. It just looks like, you know, it's in a can.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know why it looked. I mean, I had to, it probably just looked gross because they had to drive home the fact that it wasn't like true Hawaii, Hawaiian pineapple. And it was just driving home the differences between Hawaii and Vermont. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think they, I think, again, it was a bit over the top, but you know.
0: Yeah. It was weird. Anyway, um, so he's it's tr- also the stereotypical new kid doesn't know where to sit in the lunchroom. So he sees an open seat, by Zenon. He goes to pull it out to sit down, and Brett just immediately sits down instead. So he just so Johnny just goes sits in the corner by himself because he's the new kid. We gotta emphasize that. And while he's sitting in the corner by himself eating lunch, his dad like pops his head in the cafeteria real quick, sees his sees Johnny in the corner and then just like leaves and I'm like oh
1: yeah I I don't know how I mean I I guess you 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 know you don't want to embarrass your kid but I I mean I don't know what he should have done in that situation but yeah he just kind of peeks his head through the door sees Johnny sitting alone and then just kind of darts
0: yeah It's, like, that's such a stereotypical, you know, new kid at school move is they just have them sit by themselves. But it's, like, I feel like even in our schools, because, like, I'll be real, I don't think, did we ever get new kids, like, halfway through the year? Because I don't think we ever did.
1: Not very often.
0: Not really. And even if we did, they just, I don't think I'd ever see, they would have, I've ever seen someone sitting by themselves in the cafeteria. That's just not a thing.
1: Yeah, no, it's. I feel like most people like had somebody to sit with at lunch.
0: Yeah, I Uh, mean, Grant,
1: I was just gonna say, every school is different, though. What were you gonna say?
0: I was gonna say, Grant said I stopped sitting in the cafeteria after sophomore year.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I sat on the floor half the time because our cafeteria was so crowded.
0: Well. Well, because what listeners don't know is the high school we went to was the only high school in town. So, you know, everyone went to that one. And the cafeteria was very small.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty well-designed school, but the cafeteria was way too small for the school.
0: Like, this is the one time I wished our school was like the High School mystical School where it had multiple levels for the cafeteria, but it did not. We were all in one little pocket for... The cafeteria, and it was like, this is too much.
1: Yeah, they definitely. And the sad part is, they only, um, they released, or that they released, they, they built the high school only in what, 1997, I think, like around yeah. the time you were born. And yet, well, by the time we got there, you know, 14, uh, 13, 14 years later, it's like, it's already too small. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway. Anyway, sorry. Tangent about our high school. We'll probably get into a lot more of those as the show goes on. <laughs> oh,
1: yes. The high school yes. um, references are coming.
0: Yes. But anyway, so I believe then um, the uh, Brett and his friends invite Johnny to go skiing, and they ask him, have you ever skied before? And this boy just straight up lies. He says, yeah, totally. I've totally skied before. And that's when I racked my brain going, where would you go skiing in Hawaii?
1: I mean, they have helicopter skiing in parts of Hawaii sometimes, I think. But I don't know if you would want to do that as a beginner.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. Um, but yeah, he lies. He says, yeah, I've totally gone skiing before. I'll totally go with you guys. So we cut to the the ski lodge. Um, Johnny's getting his um, stuff. Um, apparently he doesn't have to pay for pay for it or pay to rent it. The guy just lets him take whatever. It's really weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure what to think of that, but anyway.
0: Anyway, um, we also learned that um, everyone in Brett's little posse wears the same, like, ski outfit. It's, like, all black weird. and then that yellow jacket.
1: That was weird. That just felt wrong to me, honestly. It felt,
0: it felt like if these guys aren't, like, the school ski team, why are they all basically wearing the same thing?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get it.
0: Yeah, it was weird, So Yeah, we got Brett, we got his sidekick, unnamed sidekick, and Emily, and then just whatever extras we have. So they go up to the top of the mountain, and um, basically, Brett and his uh, sidekick just push Johnny right down the mountain. This is basically attempted murder.
1: Which was so... First off, it was super unrealistic, because he flies down this mountain and, like, stays upright and doesn't hit anything. And and what I would assume would be at least a blue square, if not a black diamond slope. And as a skier, I watched that. He only falls at the very end when he conveniently skis right into the ski shop. And I was like, okay... You know, this is embarrassing and all or whatever for him. But if I were him, I'd be proud of just staying up, like staying upright, because that is the odds of that happening in his situation were incredibly slim.
0: Yeah, no, he like it's. It's so weird, because going back to Xenon, it reminds me of when the bully character in that movie just pushed Xenon into the pool, knowing she can't swim, I'm like, what's with these bullies trying to actually attempt to murder our protagonist?
1: Yeah, it was, and of course, they don't get in any trouble for it, and I'm like, are you kidding me right now?
0: Right, because nobody saw them do it. For all they know, Johnny just started going, and then just, yeah, it's. It's always that trope of the bully is a bully, but nobody sees it, so no one will believe it.
1: Yeah, it definitely followed that trope.
0: Yeah, it's a so bad. So anyway, we cut home. Um, Johnny basically says to his parents, you know, some of the kids at school, um, invited me to go skiing. I basically fell down the mountain. And once again, his dad's like, well, I'm I'm sure you'll, uh, hopefully you'll learn something from this. And he goes, what am I supposed to learn? It's like that you should be focusing on what's important, like that stack of books in front of you. And I'm like, dude.
1: Yeah. he, Oh my God. The dad bothered me so much.
0: Okay. But here's the thing. Did this dad bother you more than the dad from Brink? I don't know, the death from
1: Brink bothered me too, but then he had that really heartfelt, emotional, like, thing go on with Brink at one point, and it kind of had, like, some redemption for me, and although Pete gets better, I I've never felt like that, like, heartfelt kind, you know what I'm saying? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird, I don't know. Um, Then, I believe that night his, his um, johnny's school uniform finally comes in so we cut to the next day he comes to school wearing most of the uniform but he replaces the shirt with one of his hawaiian shirts just to you know add some style to it and he gets sent to the principal's office for a dress code violation and i'm like yeah, okay <laughs> and we learn the principal is xenon's dad so she kind of riles him up a little bit before going in he's like oh yeah my dad hates dress code violations but he's actually not that mad he's not mad about it he basically just says well you know just tomorrow come in your full uniform like normal i guess that was just her way of like messing with him because i guess she does like him back i don't know
1: yeah it was weird
0: yeah this whole romance subplot's so weird i don't understand it so anyway um, after school, Johnny's taking the bus home, a public transit bus at that. Um, I know the public transit buses uh, came by our high school, but I don't think I knew anyone who used them to get home. For the most part, everyone just rode school buses.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all, I always rode a school bus.
0: Sam, I think, I, I'd always just thought that people would only, only took the public transit buses if they were going somewhere else that wasn't their house, really. Yeah,
1: I mean, again, it was, just wasn't really a thing in our area.
0: No, um, so he's on the he's on the bus, and then it stops at the ski ski lodge, and it picks up a couple of kids, and we notice that these kids are all snowboarders, and this is where we learn that all the private school kids ski, and all the public school kids, because these kids are from the local public school, snowboard, and that's how it's always been. And I'm like, is this some Romeo and Juliet stuff?
1: Yeah, it really felt like it. I don't know. It seems kind of weird to divide hobbies into like you have to ski or you have to snowboard. I mean, that's an interesting premise, but like, all right.
0: It's also weird because they're dividing it basically by class. You know, the the rich private school kids ski and then the public school kids snowboard. And if you're one, you can't do the other.
1: Yeah, I don't know if. it was a strange pro, um, premise, but it, it did feel very, like, Romeo and Juliet-esque.
0: Yeah, it was weird. But um, anyway, that's where we meet Lee Thompson Young's character, Sam. Um, he basically um, he introduces himself to Johnny, and this is where we learn that the, it says the Montagues and the Capulets, we have the skies and the urchins, which really the public school kids are the urchins. That's so bad.
1: Yeah, I again very Romeo and Juliet and it, it did seem a bit over over the top.
0: Yeah. So we go back, no we don't. Uh we see uh Johnny sees um Sam snowboard. He's like, "Hey, could you teach me how to do that?" And he's like, "Well, you're a sky, you don't snowboard." And he goes, "Look, dude, I've only been a sky for like 3 days. I want to learn how to snowboard because I Unlike skiing, I have experience being on a board. He basically just says, is, well, snowboarding, I already know how to serve. How different is that? Right. Yeah, so Sam agrees to teach him, so they start some, um, tr- uh, s- snowboarding lessons. Have you ever snowboarded, Kate, or do you only ski?
1: I have snowboarded one time. Um, it was really fun, but I the reason I just haven't as much or really taken the time to learn is because I own skis. And I'd have to rent snowboard equipment. I really liked it when I tried it. But because I'm just so accustomed to skiing, I basically stick to skiing. Although, again, I did try it once and I enjoyed it. So I wouldn't be adverse to learning.
0: Yeah, it looked interesting to learn. Both, both really. Because I haven't done either. But, yeah. So Sam starts teaching him how to snowboard. He basically, you know, the other public school kids are like, you're teaching a private school kid how to snowboard? And he's like, yeah, I mean, he's cool. He's not like the others. And so... They're doing that. Um the next hold on I'm looking at my notes. Oh yes. Um Sam then invites Johnny to his house and we learn that he's a military kid. His dad's in the I forget which branch, but he's in the military. We also learn that Sam's mom is dead because we can't go a decom without there being one dead parent. Honestly, that's what it seems like. It's not even like his mom being dead and um influence the plot or anything he just said oh yeah my mom's dead and it's like okay thanks
1: yeah it was kind of like an awkward moment he's like oh yeah she passed away and then johnny's like oh i'm sorry dude and they just go on with their conversation
0: yeah and then we cut to the next day at school at the library um johnny's talking to xenon basically going so why don't private school kids snowboard and she just goes because we ski that's how it's always been it's like once again this weird romeo juliet being like we can we we ski they snowboard we don't do the other thing he's like but snowboarding's not that bad it's pretty fun and then he basically like taunts her by ba- by basically saying well i'm sure you would have a hard time learning it she goes no i wouldn't he goes like yeah you would and then cut to the ski lodge um, Johnny's hanging out with the other with the public school kids and who shows up but um, Zetan in a full on like disguise so no one knows who she is she's like wearing all black she's got she's got her face mask on she's ready for 2020 and she's got like giant black sunglasses on and a giant hat she's basically like well I'm here to learn how to snowboard and I immediately go this is not going to end well I can tell
1: yeah I you, you could tell that was a setup for something just by and the way they really
0: went into it yeah because um she goes through the basics she's like all right i'm ready to you know take on a run and she does a run and just immediately somehow falls off the side of a cliff
1: yeah it was um i i, I don't as someone who skis i was like okay this seems far-fetched too i mean there are yes out-of-bounds areas but to lose that much control and just kind of Swoof got kind of head off of one i mean i don't know i guess it can happen but of course um oh god what i'm so bad at the character names um johnny's friend like sam sam Sam, tries to go out and save her and starts to kind of develop a plan and then he falls down the cliff and they're just kind of hanging there at the side on the side of the mountain
0: yeah and i'm like and the crazy thing is this happened so early on in the movie, I went, wait, this isn't the climax.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit it was a little bit strange um as far as the placement of it goes. But I don't know, I felt like maybe they just wanted to throw some more emphasis on Xenon, since so she was kind of the star person in the movie, but not really the main character.
0: Anyway. Yeah, so yeah. um basically um, they basically say, "Okay, Johnny, you're gonna have to run down. They're gonna have to do the run down the mountain to get the ski patrol." And he's like, "But I'm not. Okay, fine, I'll do it." And he does. And of course, when there's like actual stakes at hand, he per, he does the run basically perfectly. Well, not perfectly. We do see him fall a few times, but he makes it down pretty fast. Gets yeah. the ski patrol, and then they go up and save Xenon and Sam, pull them back on the mountain. And you know that's crisis averted. But then apparently, I guess somehow Brett and the others learned because so, we cut to Xenon talking to her dad on the phone, basically being like, "No, I'm fine. No, I don't need to see doctor. I'm fine." So like, I guess everyone found out somehow.
1: Yeah, it just it spread like wildfire.
0: It does. It's so much so that even um, Sam and Johnny's parents learn about it and. Sam's dad reacts fine it's like well you know I'm proud of you for trying to help someone but also you know you could have seriously gotten hurt whereas we cut to Johnny's house and his dad's basically yelling at him it's like dude this dad is so bad he basically goes you know you're just you st- every day you turn more and more to my into my father and Johnny's like oh cool and his dad's like no that's not cool I just I can't believe you and he basically starts saying like you need to like you gotta Stop snowboarding us, stop hanging out with those. Or whatever. and I'm like, yeah, dad seriously sucks.
1: Yeah, if I mean, even as a viewer, it just felt very, very unfair.
0: Mm-hmm. And then apparently, it's so bad that literally, Johnny and his parents have a meeting with the school print, the principal, Xenon's dad, who says, Um, all right, so you, so basically, you gotta. So you gotta I choose what you're gonna do. You're gonna either, you know, be an upstanding student of our my school or you're gonna has, keep hanging out with those um public school kids. What what is so basically the teacher wants him to pick who his friends are and it's so bad.
1: Yeah, it just it felt weird. But
0: I because
1: yeah. like the um Emily's dad or Xenon's dad is the like headmaster of the school though, right? Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: So I mean I guess it makes sense, but still weird.
0: Yeah, it's still so weird. So anyway, um, so yeah, so um, Xenon and Johnny can't talk to each other anymore. You know, we are full Romeo and Juliet now. Um, we cut back to another just snowboarding session because Johnny's just like, well, I'm just going to keep doing this anyway. So he hangs out with the public school kids some more. They snowboard. They sneak on because we learn. This is another thing I forgot to mention, but we learn that the mountain is, like, literally split in half because when the original owner of the ski resort died his sons split the mountain so one half is snowboarders and one half is skiers so it literally is like a law a rule that i was cut up like that it's so weird
1: yeah that and even the ski patrol kind of like somewhat enforces that which is kind of weird because i've never gone to a ski resort cuz like what if you're not a, like what if you're not a kid at either of those schools what if you just bought a lift ticket and want to ski/slash snowboard? Like, I don't know. It seemed very strange, but again, it it kind of creates that Romeo Juliet Capulet Montague kind of divide.
0: Yeah, it's wild. Anyway, so um the the ski snowboarders basically decide because we also learned that the skiing side has the best runs, they decide to sneak over to the skiing side to do some runs. Because, you know, they're the best ones. They do it. And then Brett and his posse show up again. And they're basically like, get back over to your side of the mountain. Or, you know, or you know, we're going to, like, do something about it. And Johnny's like, look, can't the mountain just be for everyone? And Brett just straight up, he actually physically assaults Johnny. He, like, punches him. He, like, holds him down with his foot. It's so, like, whoa. Okay, then.
1: Sorry, you broke out for a second there. Can you repeat yourself? My bad.
0: Um, My- so when... Sorry, what's the last thing you remember me saying?
1: Um just go back to the beginning of your thought.
0: Okay, my beginning of my thought. The snowboarders sneak over to the skiing side of the mountain. Um, they get caught by Brett and his posse. They start going like, Well, you better get to your back to your side of the mountain or else and Johnny's just like, Can't the mountain just be for everyone? And Brett just straight up assaults him. He like punches him and holds him down with his foot.
1: Dude, I have so many okay, I'm thank you for repeating that. I have so many strong thoughts like that. Again, I thought like I said before, I thought it was really weird that there was even this divide to begin with and it just kind of advanced the plot. But I was like, okay, you're actually gonna like pick a fight over somebody like skiing on this whole big mountain. Like, come on, stop being a baby. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Um also, um, yeah, so, yeah, Brent and Johnny basically get into a physical fight, and the snow patrol, this is where we learn that they enforce the mountain law, he shows up, and he's like, what's going on over here, and Like, and they're just like, nothing, and he just says, okay, well, how about you snowboarders, get back over to your side then?
1: Yeah, which was so weird, I was like, okay, like, come on, man, they're kids, and you can't really enforce this with the paying customers, like, the people, I mean, I guess the kids do pay, but, like, the people that... You know, or just coming in and buying lift tickets. Like, what the heck, man? What the heck? Anyway.
0: It's so wild. But anyway, and I totally jumped the gun on the meeting with the parents and the principal because it happened here. After the first incident, um, Xehanan just tells them, "We, my dad said I can't see you anymore. Now this is with the meeting with the parents and the principal where the principal's like, I heard you started the fight because of course he's going to believe Brett over Johnny.
1: Yeah, of course, because, like, that's his daughter's friend and just a long-standing person at the school.
0: So the headmaster goes, well, I heard that you started the fight. No, I'm not going to believe you saying that Brett did, started it. So that's when the principal goes on his whole tirade of being like, you, you're either going to be an outstanding student here at um, this private school, or you're going to keep hanging out with those public school kids, and, like, I could, like, straight-up expel you for starting a fight, which— no, he can't. It wasn't on school property.
1: Yeah, I exactly. It had that's what I was really confused about. Like it had nothing to do with school. Like yeah, they're both students at the school, but they were not on school property. It was not during school hours. Like dude, you're overstepping your boundaries. Yeah.
0: And then this is when Johnny's dad really just nails into him about being like, well, I want you to stop snowboarding, and I want you to stop hanging out with those public school kids. Like, you need to get along with your peers. And I'm like, his peers have been bullying him, and they're probably all racist, let's be real. Yeah, he
1: has the power to choose his own not-racist friends. Like, my God.
0: We're really getting riled up about this. Is this the worst decom dad so far?
1: I, I would possibly say so.
0: Yes. So anyway, it's this the whole, this whole funk. Um, this is also where Sam tells Johnny that he's moving again, and this time he's moving to Iceland, which he says, Man, I'm so tired of being cold, and I go, Wait, isn't Iceland the green one and Greenland the icy one? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think so. I mean there's still snow, I believe, but yeah, I mean the general premise is that they're they're flipped as far as how the names sound, but whatever. Anyway.
0: Yeah, so Sam's moving. It's still so not Hawaii. See- No, but Sam's moving. Johnny's upset. He tells his parents, yeah, Sam's moving to Iceland. And his, once again, his dad goes, well, it's probably for the best because Sam's the reason you are started snowboarding and in this whole mess. So Johnny basically, he's, he's finally had it. You know, he's done. He's talking to his grandfather on the phone. And his grandfather basically says, well, you know, you always got a place to stay with me. So we cut to... Um, Johnny's parents walking into his bedroom to find a note left for them basically saying, hey, I tried living here, didn't work, running away with Sam, okay, bye. And then they get on a cargo
1: plane and just take off to Hawaii.
0: Yeah, we smash cut to them in Hawaii. They snuck on because, you know, um, Sam's a military kid, so they live near a military base with planes that go to and from, and Johnny even asked, like, do you think they go to Hawaii? And he goes, probably. So they... Two thirteen-year-old boys snuck onto a military cargo plane and flew it all the way to Hawaii. Which,
1: again, unrealistic, but like okay.
0: Yeah, I. Plus that flight is
1: like ten hours. So. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Uh, Anyway, I'm just like, oh, hey, at least we get some more Hawaii then.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't mind the shots of Hawaii. Again, I think Hawaii is so beautiful, and I want to go back so bad anyway
0: yeah so um they're back in hawaii they meet up with johnny tsunami the grandfather Um, uh, we come back to the vermont where johnny's parents and sam's dad are basically like so they're they're basically in, in hawaii with johnny's grandfather um this is crazy and johnny's dad is of course furious he's like why would johnny do this i can't believe this and his his um, Johnny's mom basically goes, well, you know what? I can believe this. You make, you've been making him miserable ever since we moved here. And she has this whole monologue about, like, you know, you've, you're you not the same man I married. I'm like, if she she should just, just like, she's going to put the divorce papers, right? Yeah, honestly, though. Like, that was my thought process. I'm like, divorce him. Move back to Hawaii. It'll be fine.
1: Yeah, honestly, though, I... Dude, I got so sick of him. So sick of him.
0: And she basically just goes, like, you, the reason he did this is because his grandfather has been more of a father to him than you have.
1: Which and I this was is, like, I guess.
0: Ooh. Sorry. Yeah. And I guess this is where his dad, like, finally has his, like, oh, crap, I have been a terrible father. Basically, but he still calls his dad and goes, So are you sending them back on the next plane or what? And he goes, And grandpa goes, mm, I could, but I'm not gonna they need to come back on their own terms because if I send them back, they're just going to come back to me. And his dad basically, and Johnny's dad basically goes, so you're not sending them back? And he's like, nope. And he's like, Ugh, fine. So basically we spent some time in Hawaii. Johnny's old Hawaii friends show up and they're like, hey, do you want to go surf some waves with us? And he's like, sure. But then he turns back around. He sees his grandfather starting to teach Sam how to surf. And he goes, you know what, go on without me, I'm gonna stay here. So I guess that's our first nod that Johnny has changed since moving to Vermont.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess that was our first kind of like, okay, he is a different person than at the start of this movie.
0: Yeah, so after they spend the whole day teaching Sam how to surf, it's fun and everything, so that night um, Johnny and his grandfather basically have a heart-to-heart, basically being like, so Johnny's like, so basically, I tried living in Vermont, I couldn't do it, it was too hard, and his grandfather goes, well, you know, um, maybe if you just gave it a little more time, it wouldn't have been so bad as what it, wouldn't it be so bad. And basically, Johnny has a aha moment of being like, yeah, you're right. I think I need to face what what's, you know, challenging me instead of running away from it. So he's like, all right, we're going back to Vermont. And his grandpa goes, let me come with. And then we smash cuts of them back in Vermont with Grandpa and toe.
1: And then Grandpa turns out to be a kick-butt
0: snowboarder. He does, because, well, firstly, um, (laughs) they meet back up with Sam's dad and Johnny's parents, and Johnny's just like to his dad, so you're you're furious at me, right? And his dad goes, we'll talk about it after I get over the shock of the fact that my dad came with you guys. Um, Then that night, basically, this is when we get the dad and the grandpa finally having their heart-to-heart, basically being like, the grandpa basically being like I know I wasn't perfect and I know I never really I know I tried to get you to do what I wanted to do but that's basically what you're doing to Johnny now and if our relationship is anything any indicator then you really need to stop that before we- your relationship with him becomes your relationship with me they have a hard part basically
1: <laughs> which honestly Pete needed Pete needed that bad
0: he really did he really just needed to be told you're basically becoming to Johnny what I am to you.
1: Yeah, he needed to hear that.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, they go back to the ski resort, um, Johnny and Grandpa. Um, They get some snowboard equipment. Um, And then they head on to um, the ski side of the mountain because Grandpa <laughs> wants to do the best runs. That's, of course, cut to Brent and his posse showing back up. And Brent basically... Brett's so bad, he even, like, disrespects Johnny's grandfather. Like, dude.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, excuse you, this is not another child. Like, you do not do this to anyone, but especially a grown man. Like, who do you think you are?
0: Yeah, and this is where we get our our brink-esque climax set up, where Brett challenges Johnny to a, 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 a race down the mountain, skier versus snowboarder. And Johnny Tsunami, the grandpa, makes, ups the ante even more by placing the Tsunami medal on the line. And Johnny's just like, Grandpa, you can't do that. And Brett's like, and then Brett's whole motivation is like, oh, so this thing's really important to him. Well, of course I'm going to, I'm going to agree with him so I can take it. So, yeah, we have our Brink-esque final race set up in the last 15 minutes of this movie. Yeah.
1: Again, slow build, but, you know, again, yeah. very... Very Brink-esque once we get there. It's just like that that same typical thing. And also, I think it's kind of funny, too, that like, I understand that he snowboarded, like, every single day, with the exception of when he went back to Hawaii, but there is I I don't want to say there's no way, but it's so unlikely that someone would get as good as Johnny did in the time that he had. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like, he goes from a complete new newbie to, like, straight-up professional level. And it's like, what? You've been here for, like, a couple months.
0: Maybe not even a month.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's... Anyway.
0: Anyway, so, the night before the race, Sam basically comes to say goodbye to Johnny because there's his, him and his dad are shipping out that morning. He goes, look, man, I'm sorry I'm not going to be able to see your race, but, you know, you've been a great friend. You know, see you around. And Johnny's like, yeah, I'll see you around. So we cut to the race the next day. And as of, as like of a mirror to the first part of the first half of this movie, unlike when his serving competition, his dad is actually at the um snowboard competition.
1: Like, thank goodness he's doing something to support him.
0: Yeah. So yeah, him, grandpa, and mom are there. All the public school kids, are of course, cheering for Johnny. Um, all the private school kids are like, yeah, Brett, you got this. You can beat him. And this is when we get our um, the snowboard supply guy and the skier supply guy in Iraq for the first time. And there's, like, some weird tension between them. They're like, oh, yeah, my guy's going to beat your guy. No, my guy's going to beat your guy. And it's like, oh, this is weird. And it yeah. ends up becoming relevant at the end. But we'll get to that when we get to the end. So we, we get up to the top of the hill. Um, Johnny and Brett are taking their uh, taking their places. So, you know, they do the three, two, one, go. And what does Brett do? If he pulls the valve, he literally pushes Johnny down before the, they start the race so he can get a head start.
1: Which is literally cheating. Like, I don't know how he thought that wasn't cheating or was, like, okay in the slightest. But that was definitely cheating.
0: Well, because, like, unlike Brink, this isn't, like, an official, like, televised event, you know? It's just yeah. a local thing, so I thought you'd get away with it then. But Johnny still gets up, goes down the mountain, and shocker, Johnny wins the race by, like, a, like, a hair.
1: Yeah. He
0: wins. Brett basically gets laughed off the mountain, because I guess everyone on the prep school side secretly hated him, too. They all just start laughing at him, like, oh, uh, he lost.
1: Yeah. I mean, you would think that they would console him a little bit more, but nope, because it's a decom.
0: So Brett basically walks off, and that's the last we ever see of him. Johnny wins. He gets the Tsunami medal. I guess that officially makes him Johnny Tsunami now, so the movie is named after him? Yeah,
1: I don't know. It's weird, but yeah, I guess so. I guess he is Johnny Tsunami.
0: Yeah. But then, as everyone's celebrating, his dad basically goes, we're having a party at our house. Everyone's (laughs) invited. So cut to this little, like, party they're having at the house, which they're having it outside and like some people are wearing jackets, some people aren't. So I'm very confused about how cold it is there.
1: Again, it doesn't have to make sense. It's a decom. It's fine. Move past it.
0: Right. So they're celebrating. Um and Johnny's parents basically offer him, well if you want, we can let you go back to Hawaii with your grandfather and finish the school year there. And Johnny goes, No, I think I'll stay here. And this is where we learn because the two the snowboarder supply guy and the ski supply guy show up and we learned that they are brothers and the sons of the guy who originally owned the mountain. So they're the two that split it in half.
1: Oh, wild. Yeah. My audio caught cut out at my movie at this point. So like I was watching it, but again, I told you before we got on this call that the, um, that I'm getting my cable fixed tomorrow because Um, and our internet is just super, super bad. So, like, I was seeing this whole play out, but I couldn't hear the audio, and that makes a lot of sense. Anyway.
0: Yeah, they're twin brothers. They're actually played by the same guy because Disney loves doing that.
1: Disney loves doing that. Have you seen The Parent Trap?
0: I I have seen The Parent Trap multiple times. Maybe we'll do a bonus episode on that one day.
1: It is so good.
0: Yes, but yeah, probably by the same guy, but they're twin brothers. Their dad's the one who originally owned the mountain, when he passed away, they split it. You know, skier side on his side, snowboarder side on his side, but I guess because they were so inspired by Johnny that they're going to, they're going to stop doing that. The, The mountain's open for everyone now, and I'm like, okay, cool.
1: What a stereotypical resolution.
0: Yes, and then... Yeah, so um, Johnny's going to stay in Vermont, and then the movie ends with him and Xenon basically middle school slow dancing together.
1: Yeah, again, very weird little side plot going on there, but whatever.
0: And she's coming back in the sequel. He has a different love interest in the sequel.
1: Yeah, again, they just need to have a love interest. Doesn't matter if it works out in the end or not.
0: Yeah, but yes, so that's the end of Johnny's Tsunami. So Kate, what are your (laughs) final thoughts on the movie?
1: You know, Jake, I really liked the movie, despite maybe the um, little bits of crap that I was giving it during the synopsis. I really liked it compared to most of the movies that we've seen. Like, I've liked a lot of the movies, but I thought this one was very good. It was heartwarming. Yeah, there were some parts that were unrealistic, but holistically, I thought it was a good film. Rating-wise, I would probably rate it an eight, a solid eight. How about you?
0: All right, my final thoughts on this movie. Like I said, I've never seen it before until now. Um, yeah, it was basically just another DCOM sports movie, but for some reason, this one decided to place the match whatever at like the very tail end. I did like the scenes with um Johnny and Sam, Johnny and his grandfather, just because those were like the two characters he related to the most. Um, Yeah, I gave the dad a lot of crap, but he deserved it. I don't know why decom dads are always so bad. Um, Yeah. Um, Rating-wise, I'm probably going to give this a 7 just because, unlike you, I don't have the connection to it through the sport that it represents. Yeah, I've never snowboarded. I've never skied. I've never surfed. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. So I'm going to (laughs) give it a 7. It was an enjoyable time. Um, It's not as bad as some of our other movies we've seen so far, but, yeah. um, It It was no can of worms. It was a can of worms. I think that's still our lowest rating so far.
1: That was the weirdest movie I've seen in my entire life.
0: Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to give it a 7, and you're going to give it an 8? Yep. Well, all right. That's the end of Johnny's Tsunami. So, Kate, are you ready to learn what we're going to watch next time?
1: I am so ready.
0: All right. So... Next up, we're going to watch a decom that I don't know anything about. Um, we Next time, we are going to watch the 1999 Disney Channel original movie, Genius.
1: I have not heard of that.
0: Yeah, I haven't either until I started looking them up for the podcast. I don't know anything about it. I don't know who's in it. I don't know what it's about. But we're going to learn for our next episode.
1: We're going to watch it.
0: We're going to watch it and hope and pray it's not another can of worms.
1: Yeah, let's hope.
0: Yeah. So now we have officially reached the end of the podcast. So, Kate, where can our listeners follow you on social media?
1: They can find me at KateVrandom on Twitter and at KVrandom on Instagram. Where can our listeners find you, Jake?
0: Our listeners can find me at JakeBlue98 on Twitter and at JakeBlueArt on Instagram. Um, I've been posting just some stuff I've been working on over the winter break. And, of course, I'll probably start posting some school-related stuff when I get that made. It's going to be fun. And they can also follow the podcast at TSOSN Podcast. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, you can leave us a ra- rating and review, and we'll read it live on the show.
1: Woo! Awesome. Yeah, please leave us a review. We love reading um, any comments from any of our listeners for sure.
0: Yes, and I'm going to add another new plug here because we are in a new year and I want to make sure um, we get all of our socials out there. This podcast is hosted on Anchor. It's an app that allows you to make podcasts about whatever. It's the podcast app I use to post this show. And on Anchor, you can actually leave us a voice message, so that'd be cool to listen to on the show as well.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that would be super cool.
0: Well, all right. That's the end of the show for this time, everyone. We will see you next time to talk about a DECOM we know nothing about.
1: See you next time. Bye.
0: Bye.